Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Luke 24, verse 1 says, Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. This morning we declare to you, Jesus is alive. He is risen from the dead and he rules and reigns forever. Come on, let's give him a bit of a shout, a bit of a clap, a bit of an exaltation of praise this morning. He is not dead, but he is alive. How awesome it is on Resurrection Sunday to celebrate the true meaning of Easter. How beautiful it is. And in our second service, we're going to have a baptismal service. We're going to have, I think, 10 or 11 people getting baptized, and it's going to be awesome. And if you want to hang around or go for a cup of coffee and then come back, you're more than welcome to do so. But uh, we'll put extra chairs out. It's just going to be an absolutely packed house at 11 o'clock. It's a packed house in the 9 o'clock, but we're not having the baptismal this service. It's the next service. This service, we're just celebrating Jesus. How awesome is that? You know, it's all about Jesus. It ought to be all about Jesus. He is the focal point of it all. And uh, this morning, I I just want to share with you three things that were opened on Easter Sunday. Three things that were opened. First thing that was opened on Easter Sunday was the grave. The grave was opened. (laughs) You know, let me tell you something. Unashamedly, Unashamedly, we believe in a spirit realm. I don't make any excuses about that. We're spiritual people. You know, God is spirit. There's a spirit realm. Can I just say to you that if you only live in the natural realm, if you only live in a realm where what you believe has to be measured by science, I feel sorry for you. You say, why do you feel sorry? Because I believe that as well. I believe in science. I believe that in the natural realm, things are measured by science. But you're missing out on what? You're missing out on a whole other realm, which is the spirit realm. And the spirit realm can't be measured by science. You can't prove it by science. You can't measure it by science. If you're looking for things in the natural to prove things in the spiritual, you've just missed something 
amazing. And, and I want to say to you that those of us that have become spiritually alive have another dimension. It's the spiritual dimension. It's a very real dimension. And that dimension puts everything into place for us. And you know what? And if you got it, it would put everything into place for you as well. Because there are so many things that are missing. How many times have people asked, what's the purpose of life? How many times? That's the biggest philosophical question of the ages. What is the purpose of life? And I want to say to you, if you don't have a spiritual understanding, you will never get a proper answer for that question. Because without the spiritual understanding, you come, you live, you die. What's the purpose? I don't know where I come from. I don't know why I'm living. I don't know what's going to happen to me when I die. You're missing out, baby. You're missing out big time. But we who have come alive spiritually, we who understand that when the grave was opened, Jesus defeated death. We are able to say, death, where is your spirit? Jesus has removed the mystery out of death. We are no longer afraid of death. Death no longer is a mystery for us. When Jesus rose from the grave, he defeated death and he opened up a pathway for every single believer. When we are able to say that when death comes to us, we just go from one place of living into another place of living. We will live forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, life eternal. And Jesus made the way for that. Wow. Am I sounding too loud this morning? Because I'm going to get louder. I tell you what, if you can't get excited about Resurrection Sunday, there's, there's no way you're going to get excited about anything in life. This is the focal point of Christianity. It's the focal point. You know, when, when, when I think about this, and, and as I said earlier on, I, I believe in a spirit realm. And in that spirit realm is God and there's the enemy. So God is in charge of all that is good and beautiful and righteous and wonderful. And then you have the enemy that is evil. There is definitely evil in this world. How many of you have seen the evidence of evil in this world? I tell you, but, but can I just say to you that when Jesus died... If there was ever a focal point of evil trying to do something, it would have been to keep Jesus dead. I mean, if there was ever a battle in the universe, it was the battle. If we can keep Jesus dead, we've won. This is the focal point. We just got to keep Jesus in the grave. We got to keep Jesus dead. And so I guarantee that all the forces of evil on Good Friday thought, we got Jesus in the grave. Jesus is dead. Whoa, we are victorious. We have crucified the Son of God. We have defeated the Son of God. We in the battle, evil against good, we have won. But they did not know that Easter Sunday was coming. And you can imagine, I can imagine this, the enemy saying, come on, all 
all of my army. You've got to do one thing. You've got to block the gates of Hades. Keep Jesus in this place of the dead. Block the gates. All you big hefty demons, block the gates. Block the gates. Block the gates. But I want to tell you something. When Sunday morning happened, there was a shaking that took place. There was something that happened in the spiritual atmosphere. And the Bible says this, if the same spirit, if the same spirit, there was a focus of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you filthy demons, you get out of the way. Hey, you filthy evil spirits, you get out of the way because Jesus is coming through. And on the first day of the week, the Bible says, Jesus rose from the dead, defeated death, defeated hell, defeated every evil spirit. He rose from the dead victorious and that makes me want to shout and jump. Come on church, let's do a bit of shouting and a bit of jumping where Jesus defeated the power of the enemy. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in me. He will quicken this mortal body. I don't know about you, but I feel my mortal body being quickened today by the power of the Holy Spirit. Death was defeated. 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says that the sting of death was defeated. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15 says that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. I love that, Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, that through his death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were their whole lifetime subject to bondage. Can I just say to you that one of the biggest fears that people have in their lives is the fear of death. You don't have to be afraid of death anymore. You don't have to go to a funeral service of a believer and be afraid I tell you, I just love, I just love. I mean, I, I just went to a beautiful funeral service of Joe's mum just a few weeks ago. You know what? It was a sad thing because we, we, we miss her, but it was also a joyful thing, wasn't it, Joe? It was also a joyful thing because she was a believer. She knew where she was and she knew where she was going. And death got defeated through the resurrection of Jesus and removed from us the fear of death. Evil was defeated when that grave was opened. Colossians 2.15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle over them, triumphing over them in it. Can you imagine this? When Jesus rose from the dead, he defeated every force that was trying to keep him dead. Not only that, but he laughed in their faces, triumphing over them, making a public spectacle of them. You did your best. You put it all together, every single force of evil against me, but in one second it all got defeated and a public spectacle a public show public ridicule was made of every evil spirit in the whole universe how exciting is that now some of you are just questioning how intelligent people can believe in in the spirit world well that's because not only was the grave opened on easter sunday But our eyes were opened as well. The second thing that was opened on Easter Sunday were our eyes were opened. I love this verse in just 
reading in chapter 24 of Luke, it says, verse 30, Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them. This is the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus uh, that, that Jesus walked with who did not recognize him, did not recognize the resurrected Jesus. Then they sat at table and says, and as they sat at table, he took the bread, he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And the Bible says in verse 31, Then their eyes were opened then their eyes were opened verse 31 then their eyes were opened and they knew him I want to say to you today that you'll never know Jesus until your eyes are opened and my prayer today is that if you're here today and you're one of the people that God misses I love this definition of people just before their eyes are opened. You, you are categorized as the people that God misses. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that are outside of his presence and his heart beats, beats for you. His heart beats for you. His heart, why is that? Because you're one of his lost children outside of his presence. And he sits there missing you, missing, missing, missing you, missing you, missing you. He's missing you. You're one of the people that God misses. And he wants your eyes to be opened so that you see his love. You see his grace. You see his forgiveness. You see his mercy. You see his loving kindness. You see the outstretched arms. The outstretched arms calling you. Say, come, 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 come. My arms are open. Come, come into the presence. Come into the glory. Come into the grace. Come into the mercy. Come into the love. The love. The purity of love. Eyes open. How how many of you remember the day when your eyes were opened? How many of you here remember when it just, bang, it all made sense? All the dots got joined and it all started to make sense. Paul talks about it. He prays that the eyes of your understanding may be opened. I I love it. Another translation says the eyes of your heart. Open the eyes of my heart. Do you know, one of the things that I love doing at night is uh, I I love um, sitting in my lounge with my surround sound and I I play Christian worship on YouTube and Anne's upstairs out out of sight and she won't rouse on me because our bedroom is far away from the lounge and I put it on full blast. I don't know what the neighbours think next door but it's, I think he's deaf, so it's fine. Because he hasn't complained. Uh, his wife that used to complain, she's now in glory, but he's, he doesn't complain. So, <laughs> so uh, and so, so one of the videos that I love is about this, this little boy who was born into a drug addict family. And he was born with cocaine through his system and he was born premature and, and he was born blind and... And when his auntie found out that he was, and she's a Christian, found out that he was in just dire straits, she asked if she could adopt him. And so she adopted this, this blind boy who couldn't even speak until he got to first grade. And then when he started to speak, he started singing. And she found out that he was pitch perfect. And, uh, and one of the songs that he sings 
is open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I might see Jesus. And you've got this blind kid singing, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. And I sit there and I'm just weeping. And you know what? I'm a crier from way back. When, especially when nobody's around. I'll just bore my eyes out. And uh, uh, it just... Just just being touched by the presence of God because when your eyes are opened, when your spiritual eyes are opened, it all makes sense. You literally feel the love of God just washing over you. You feel this incredible presence of God washing over you. You feel the essence of eternity washing over you. You feel the grace of God knowing that your guilt has been removed. Your sins have been separated from you as far as the east is from the west. And you're just saying, God, I am so grateful that I get this. I'm so grateful that I get it. You know what, Anne and I, we, we got, we brought up in a Christian home, but we had to make our own decisions, and we had to make our own decisions to follow Jesus. But can I just say to you, I think on a regular basis, probably nearly every day, we, we just talk to each other and we say, we are so grateful, so so grateful that we get it. Do you, know, do you know, when we go walking uh, around Shelley Beach on that walk from Shelley Beach to Manly on a, beautiful, on a beautiful blue sky day and the ocean is sparkling, it looks like diamonds are on the water. How many of you, ever, how many of you love the sparkling sea where it looks like diamonds are glistening on the water and we just see the beauty of nature and we just say, God, thank you. We are just so grateful that you made this. Uh, but when I look at the, the, the beauty of the flower and just see how perfect it is, everyone perfect, and, and I look and I say, God, you are amazing. This is, this is the fingerprint of God. When the lorikeets come on our back fence and they sing in the morning, time to wake up, time to wake up, time to wake up. Beautiful colored birds and they fly with such strength. I look at that and I say, God, you are so amazing. You are so amazing. I get it. I get it. I get it. And, and on the 12th of June, Anne and I are going to be there, not in the birthing room, but at the hospital, when our little granddaughter is going to be born. This beautiful little miracle of God. And we're going to hold our little granddaughter in our arms and say, God, you are awesome. How amazing is this little creation? Our eyes are open. Our eyes are opened. Our eyes are, God created us. I get it. He put his spirit within us. I get it. And you know what? If you don't get it, you're the one who misses out. Because life for you has no purpose. You think, well, I, I'm doing a little bit. Yeah, but then it's over and out. There's no real purpose. For us, we're going to live eternally. We're going to live for God forever and ever. And what you miss out on the most is the love of God. This amazing love of God that embraces you. The, the, the creator of heaven and earth who knows you by name, who knows the, the, the pattern of the fingerprints on your fingers, who knows the iris of your eye and how it is uniquely formed, knows every little cord of your DNA, how it was put together. He is intricately understanding of every part of you and you're missing out on his love. 
May the eyes of your understanding be open today that you might know the love of God. Let me tell you the third thing that was opened. What was the first thing that was opened? The grave. Second thing that was opened? Eyes. Let me tell you the third thing that was opened on Resurrection Sunday 2,000 years ago. The door of heaven. The door of heaven was opened. (laughs) I love this. Revelation 4.1, he says, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. The door of heaven was open. So why why was the door of heaven? Because heaven is holy. Everybody say heaven is holy. What that means is it's perfect. No imperfection can enter into heaven. What the blood of Jesus did is it washed away all of our imperfections. Just washed them all away. He declared us perfect. And because he declared us perfect and washed away all of that imperfection, it opened the door of heaven for those who are believers now. They are no longer imperfect. They are no longer heavy burdened with guilt, but they have been forgiven, not just for a season, but forgiven for every sin that they've ever committed. How beautiful is that? And so because of forgiveness, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the resurrection of Jesus, the door of heaven was open and we can go in as people who are washed and pure and perfect by the blood of Jesus Christ. How beautiful is that? Jesus said of himself in John chapter 10 verse 9, he said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he, she will be saved. I am the door. In John 14 verse 6, Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. This is what, there's so many things that are unique about Christianity. One of the things that's unique about Christianity is that Jesus, our King, our Lord, our Saviour, His bones are not in a grave somewhere. That differentiates him from every other leader that's ever walked this planet. Every king, every leader, every religious leader, every inventor of religions all have a grave site and that grave site is filled with their bones. Jesus Christ is the one where if you go to his grave site... Matter of fact, I have gone to the tomb. I've actually been... To Jerusalem and I've gone to what we call the garden tomb and in the when you go to the garden tomb you walk into this little cave and there's a sign that says he is not here he is risen that's <laughs> there's a sign <laughs> why are you looking for the living among the dead he is not here there's no bones there's no bones there's no bones There's no bones. That's what makes Jesus unique, is that he rose from the dead. The other thing that makes Jesus unique is that he declared, this is what Jesus said of himself. He said, I am the way. Not a way, but the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. The thing that makes Christianity unique is that we don't teach that there are many ways to God. 
Why don't we teach that? Because Jesus never taught that. Jesus said there's only one way to God. Here's a question for you. If God had ordained many ways for salvation, why would he have to send his son to die a very cruel death, to be humiliated on the cross, if there was another way? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed while he was holding the cup of suffering, if there is any other way, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. There was no other way. The way of the cross, the way of the death of Jesus, Jesus became the door. See, you can sit there and say, I don't believe that. You know what? You have the right to not believe that. Nobody's forcing you to believe it. But you know what? A day will come when the truth will be exposed. And when the truth is exposed, and you stand before God and and, and he holds the word opened and he said but I told you there was only one way there was only one door why didn't you believe it you know what's what's interesting when when you read the bible and you read the typology of the bible when you read the stories of the bible and you see how the essence of one door one life is is imprinted as fingerprints all over the bible let me just give you one illustration Noah's ark There was judgment coming. Say, judgment? Come on. Don't be such a wuss. Don't be so afraid of the word judgment and wrath of God that you can't handle it. What is the matter with people today? Well, we we, we don't like anybody talking about judgment and the wrath of God. Well, let me tell you, the Bible is clear that judgment is coming and that God's wrath will be manifest on unrighteousness. You heard it from me. With love and compassion... Never with any other spirit but love and compassion. But the wrath of God is coming. Days of Noah. The Bible says in the last days it will be like the days of Noah. And so what what was it like in the days of Noah? He's Noah, a preacher of righteousness. Hey, there's a way of salvation. It's called the ark. God encouraged me to build this. And you know what? Judgment is coming, but you don't have to be judged. Get into the ark. You'll be saved. Oh, Noah, you're a nutcase. You're a madman. We don't like what you say. Whether you like what he said or not doesn't change the fact. The fact is that there is a God. That judgment is coming. Resurrection Sunday is the message of hope. Resurrection Sunday is the, is the message of deliverance. It's the message of salvation. It's the message of God's love. And here's Noah saying, the rain is coming, the flood is coming. Would you come in to the ark and be saved? Come on, the ark is there. It's been built. It's the, it is the manifestation of the love of God. It is the manifestation. But you have a choice. And the choice is, stay out or come in. Stay out or come in. Stay out or come in. The day finally came. And the day is about to dawn. I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. Does anybody else believe that? I believe he is coming back. I believe. 
believe that the return of the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. I believe that one day the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we who are alive will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord and we will be with him forever and ever and ever and I don't say that because I'm making it up. I'm saying it because the word of God declares it. And God said to Noah, get into the ark, Noah, because the day has come. And he went through that one door. There wasn't two doors, there was one door. Just one door. One door of salvation. One door. All the animals went in. Noah and his three sons and their wives, eight people, went into that ark through that one door. And then when the day came, the door was shut. When the rain started coming and judgment started coming, there was no lifeboats dangling at the end. There was not other boats. There was not a flotilla of other boats. Well, just take your pick. Anyone will do. There's one door, one ark, and only those that go through that door will be saved. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I'm opening the door. Today is the day of salvation. Come through the door. It's open. It is open. Come. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe some of you have not heard preaching like this before. See, this is Pentecostal preaching. It comes from the heart. It comes from, from deep within. It comes from revelation. It comes, you know, this, this is, see what happens with Pentecostal preachers like me is that we just say, Holy Spirit, just use me. Holy Spirit, just give me words. Put an outline together and then the Holy Spirit just speaks and he encourages and, and today the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And he's saying, today's the day of salvation. I've opened the grave. I want to open your eyes. I've opened the door of heaven. But now it's your turn to open something. Something that God cannot open for you. Something that you have to open yourself. So what's that, John? You have to open your heart. Just open your heart. Just let Jesus in. John, does that mean I need to change religion? I don't care what religion you are. It's irrelevant. When you get to the gates of heaven, you will never be asked, what religion are you? Totally irrelevant. What will you be asked? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that on the third day he rose from the dead? Have you opened your heart and received Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior? How many people here have opened up their hearts and invited Jesus? Opened up your heart. Uh, What a glorious day. You know what? In the next service, we're going to have 10, 11 people that just recently have done that and are believers. They're going to be wearing a big T-shirt saying, I'm a believer. Here it is today. Your turn. I've made it really clear. There's no other way to God. Resurrection Sunday is about Jesus doing everything for your salvation. 
you're one of the people that God misses. There's a line. There is a line. And the line is out. And on the other side of the line is in. You might be really, really one millimetre from the line on the other side, but you're still out. Or you might be a thousand miles from the line. You're still out. Anything outside of that line is out. But anything inside this line, even a millimetre, is in. You say, John, what, 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 what could I do? What must I do to cross over that line? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. It's so simple. Even a child can do it. Matter of fact, I, I made this decision when I was seven years of age. I think Anne made it when she was six. She beat me by a year. Glory to God. Girls are always more advanced at that age. But I just remember as a seven-year-old kid, just knowing that I'd, I told lies, that, that I'd done wrong things, that in front of God's presence was all wrong. But I just understood that Jesus died on the cross to wash away my sins. And I just said, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come into my life. You know, as a seven-year-old, I didn't know a lot. As a seven-year-old, I didn't have much theology. All I knew was that Jesus loved me. And that if I said yes to Jesus, that I'd cross that line and be born again. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.